two. Oh boy, I just have so much soup and I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Well, lucky for you, buddy boy, I've got a brand new invention. I call it the bowl. I call it the bendy plate. The bendy plate? Yes, sir. What does yes, that sir. do? Well, I'll show you here. You ever have a liquid substance such as soup? Only yeah. every day of my life. Oh, that's good for you. You can take the soup, pour it on into this, and whoa! It's like it's condensed on a plate, except it does not fall off. Wait, you're telling me all this soup that's been on the floor could have actually been in a different substance that, that, that would contain all of the soup I got everywhere? That is 100% right, and I've got the solution right here. Bowls, bowls, bowls. Just so many bowls. Oh, my God. I didn't now even I'm... know that you could do that. Oh, yes, sir. We employ only the finest potters in all of the land to sculpt a... We employ only the finest musicians in all of the land to serenade us. We employ only the finest plumbers in all the land so our toilets don't clog up. And just like that is a bowl, I bring you a bowl. Why, why, thank you, mister. Oh, I, I don't know however I would repay you for this. <laughs> well, you can repay me uh, looking at you. Mm -hmm. I'd say, because I like you, $34.99 per bowl. $50,000 per bowl. Two cents per square inch. One million dollars per bowl. But... But, mister, I, I ain't got no money on me right now. Is there some other way I can pay it off? Perhaps exchanging your goods for my uh, working services? Oh, exchanging goods for services, eh? Yes. Well, I suppose I could take it if you, um... Ah, how are you at slam poetry? Slam poetry? Oh boy, oh golly, I knew mom, when mom said that I couldn't do that, she was wrong. I am, I, she was right, but she was almost right, because I was more focused on standard poetry, but now that I'm working in slam poetry, I can do it again and try even harder. Amazing. If you make a slam poem and, and pitch it to me right now, I will give you three free bowls, but only if you let me use the poem for advertising. Of course, sir. Of course. Excellent, All right. my dear boy. Tell me when to go. Okay. Powering my ears. And begin! When you look into the night and you get some sort of fright because you know when you look around there is nothing but that clown over there. Nothing but that uh, uh, lounge uh, a pound, uh, ground, uh, <laughs> uh, crowned, uh, sound ringing in your ears and all in your, um, uh, mind, in your throat, and you know that note. In, that will come in one time that that you need to hold these feelings from in, these 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 um, thoughts 
these uh, excretions that have come from the inside and the only way you can what this man over here has been trying to give me and you've heard it been told it is the bold <laughs> beautiful beautiful my dear boy here thank I you i give to you one two three free bowls three free bowls yes sir. now mama and papa will let me will, will finally be able to eat with me now mama and papa will finally be able to see how much i've grown apart from them now mama and papa will finally be able to see how much i uh dale earnhardt jr have uh succeeded in life Ah, yes, that Dale Earnhardt Jr. is quite the driver. Y yes, I am. Thank you, sir. Oh, good job. I'm sorry about your father, but I must go. It's all right. I must go. Uh, Gary Bolington, I must fly away. Whoosh. Goodbye. I must, I must run away. Whoosh. I must sail away. Hear the wind. I must ride my train away. I must hop in my NASCAR and drive away. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye Dale Earnhardt Jr. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bollington. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll be honest. I was hitting that more at the beginning, but I'm not sure it was coming through over Discord. <laughs> I don't think it was. Because you guys just did not stop the scene. Uh, <laughs> was, it, was that just a piano? What was making that sound? That's, that's not my piano. Gotcha. My piano mm -hmm. is further away from my desk than that. Yeah, it works <laughs> as an impromptu bell, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, it sounds pretty good. Um, so that was, they were playing Ding just then. Uh, Dylan, would you like to give the rest of the introduction to this podcast? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to This Will Take an Hour. Oh boy, it's been a hot minute since we've recorded an episode. Uh, there, there have been a few missed because of like finals and like everything going on. But we're back, baby. We're ready to go, and this is this will take an hour. Woo! My name is Dylan Silcox. I am Alex Mahar. I'm Ethan King. I am Sam Coke. And we are here for I'll your. Be I'll, I'll be honest. I was I kept dinging the end there, not because I was looking for something really funny for uh, Sam to get away in, but as I wanted to hear him make more sounds. <laughs> yeah, that that's that was my favorite part of it. <laughs> I was running out of vehicles. Not gonna lie. I was yeah, I'm like, okay, it's gone long enough. He said NASCAR. We're, we've rolled it in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking maybe like a hot air balloon. Just cars. Yeah. But they don't have headlights. And other no. things that would make them road legal. Mm -hmm. I know that because of Lightning McQueen's stickers. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, what a what a brilliant movie that is. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of Dale Earnhardt Jr. That was just the first name that popped into my head. Yeah, well, and I didn't realize you were Dale Earnhardt Jr. too, but I get mm -hmm. it. Of course, I, you you uh, founded my love of NASCAR from oh, the yes. Bulls. That was told <laughs> <Yes>. to me. <laughs> oh boy! Well, welcome everyone. 
How's everyone been? How, how have we, 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 we got going on? Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just been like, it's been slow. Like, yeah, a lot of yeah. chilling time. <laughs> Very playing boring. A of, playing a lot of video games. Yeah, same. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. I've been renovating my basement, though, because we're moving mm. downstairs into making that uh, a hangout zone. Ooh, nice. I yeah. saw I saw you got up. What were those all the Star Wars? Posters? Yes. Yes. We've been waiting a good solid like couple of months to get these all up because we needed to order some. But we got one poster for each of the Star Wars movies, and it's just one display wall. Nice. Well, have you finally seen um, The Rise of Wait, Skywalker? I actually I haven't, say, When oh. you say each of, the, each of the Star Wars movies, how many is that? Is that 11? Is that 9? Is that uh, That's six? 9. I didn't nine. count Rogue One and Solo. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have just made it 3, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but an entire wall is... Uh, we're That's surprised true. we were able to get it all to fit, but it looks pretty you're, sweet. We're more constrained by space than by taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rogue One is actually like a... It, I would argue that Rogue One is a top-tier Star Wars movie. Yes. Yeah, like, I in, my, in my opinion, one Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. Oh, wow. No, Empire yeah. is definitely better. A New Hope might be better. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely... See... Rogue I mean, I, I'll argue the, they're they're more classic, mm-hmm. but I still like Rogue One better just because it's like you know not the hero story for once. That's true. It, it's 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 a it's a more interesting plot structure. I think Rogue One wouldn't work though if it weren't standing on the iconography that the more classic movies had already established. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. This is definitely like a side story. No, it's also cool to see a Star Wars movie without a single Jedi in it. I agree. I agree. All right, here. I I want your guys' opinion on this. Whenever I talk about, like, um, superheroes, which is uh, a very rare occasion for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Everyone says that they don't like superhero movies because they hate that they know that the hero's going to win in the end. But, no. like, I mean, this, this isn't like a 70s, like, law film. Like, the good guy's going to win. See, I think... Always. <laughs> <laughs> what they mean when they say that, um, it, it, I, I, I'm putting words in other people's mouths here, but like, <laughs> I, I kind of get what they're going for with that statement and what they, what, what I think is sort of the core problem there is that not just that the hero is going to win every time, but that every hero or, or superhero story is going to hit like exactly the same set of plot beats. And 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 uh, thematic beats, right? They're all about? they're all composed of like more or less the same story structure. Um, so when you have the kind of saturation of them that we've had in the recent movie market, they're just not as interesting after a while. Yeah, I mean, like I I kind of I I get that idea. I mean, that's kind of like the same way as like I'm an absolute fan of old like B monster films. Like, I love the Godzilla franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not the 90, 1998 American version. That is a disgrace. Um, <laughs> it's basically a dinosaur. No, literally, they they retconned it to not be Godzilla. It's just called Zilla. That the stupid American, like the Americans thought it was Godzilla, but they were wrong. And then that same <laughs> in that same movie later on, like Godzilla comes up to him and it's like literally in twenty seconds, he's done for. Good, um, he deserves uh, it. <laughs> um, no, but um, 
it's it's uh like i i totally get that because like a lot of people are like you just you just beats up the monster every time and it's like well yeah but there's some fun in that you know yeah but like i get like at least like with like monster like with, like old b monster films like that like godzilla like godzilla's always facing like a different monster you know he's gonna deal with like different things like you know he's gonna win you know he's gonna be like whatever atomic breath whatever but you like it's always a different kind of setup a little Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's like, my superhero movies. Like you don't get that too much. Wait, Godzilla well, movies. Have... My counter to that is that Godzilla movies know what they are. Fair right. Enough, if you, if you're going yeah. to watch a B monster movie, the people that made that movie are aware that you're there to see monsters fight each other. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they 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 know why they exist and they know how to deliver on that promise. I don't think Marvel movies do or at least the more recent Marvel movies, I find that they just take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Like, I think the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, and I'm not just memeing here, um, because I know that there's like a whole culture that are obsessed with the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, <laughs> like ironically, but I actually <laughs> think that they're fantastic movies. I think like every Tony one of those Dyer, movies... Right? Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, Sam Raimi is the director. He also directed the Evil Dead movies and a movie yeah. called Drag Me to Hell, which is fantastic. Highly recommended mm-hmm. to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think that those movies are more fun to watch than any Marvel movie because they have that like B-movie aesthetic where they know exactly why people are going to be in that movie theater and they know how to deliver on it. Where <laughs> yeah. Marvel movies are trying to be more than that and sometimes they're yeah. succeeding and I think that that's, that's valuable and I think that they should be commended on that. But a lot of times they aren't and they're losing something for trying for more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So wait, uh, bring, to bring it back a little bit, you were saying that um, a, a big complaint is they hit like the exact same story beats, right? Yes. Yeah. It, are those story beats just the hero's journey? The hero's journey is like a very well-known thing, right? Yes. It's um, for for those for those who aren't who aren't familiar, it's from uh, a book of literary theory called "The Hero with a Thousand Faces." Is yeah. that what that book's called? Yeah. You would know better than I, Dylan. Um, I think so. I think so. Um, a, a, a guy wrote sometime in the 20th century this book where he examined, like, a bunch of cultures' mythologies, and he came up with this thing called the monomyth, which was, like, a, a, a basic set of storytelling beats that um, stories from all cultures tend to go through. Um, and, and it's, it was originally meant to be more applicable to these like folkloric stories than actual like literary ones. And if you look at like older works of literature, it's very apparent that that's the case. Like, like especially like see... old epics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but if you look at like stuff that was, I don't know, like most 19th century literature, like you don't see these beats in them in the way that you see them in like more modern stuff. So mm-hmm. there's. There's kind of this 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 whole structure being revived by this guy writing this book, um, and and the quintessential example of a story that does it is Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Uh, kind of all of them, but it's sort yeah. of like all self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the first one, and, and then like also if you spread it across the entire trilogy, it works that way as well. Yep. Well, couldn't you argue that's not really the case because Darth Vader can be kind of seen as the main character. And he's like, yes, yeah. I, you know, because he's kind I, of the main I, character. I wouldn't, of I wouldn't the call first him six. the main. You know I'd what I mean? Like the most. I'd, I'd say he's he's the only character that has like a six movie hero well, story. Well, the overall story is about him. 
but like I wouldn't call him the like. There's no way in hell I'd call uh, Darth Vader the main character of A New Hope. I, I of, of of the mo- of the of the first six. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There, there's definitely a way you could watch it. What is it's called? Like the Hatchet uh, Order. Yeah. I believe where you watch it in like specific ways, and it it follows the saga of Anakin Skywalker, and like uh, it, it pulls in some of the prequel um movies to be like flashbacks it's really funky yeah and no, oh i gotta look that up real quick that's interesting uh but just to like oh Dylan what that the, sounds really the, cool this graphic explaining the hero's journey here to the chat and just to go through a few of them to give like examples um the call to adventure is like um when when luke first meets obi-wan right and then the refusal of the call is when he just want or no not when he meets obi-wan when he meets r2d2 with the plans um, yeah. And then the refusal of the call is him just wanting to go into Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Then he meets the mentor, who is Obi-Wan, and the crossing of the threshold is, like, the leaving <laughs> of Tatooine. Um, and, and, like, so on and so forth. Like, all of these story beats, like, match to a T. This story in particular, but also, like, lots and lots of stories. I think there's a degree to which some superheroes do this. I think it is less prominent in superhero movies than it is in other forms of fantasy sci-fi. I bet if you're going to see it in superhero movies, it's going to be in their origin movies. Yes. Yeah, of course. Especially the first couple beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the reason for that is just for mainly the fact that, like, you're, like, you have, like, what? You have several movies per superhero, but only the first yeah. one's going to really need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After that, it becomes more and more like, well, like a B-movie. It's like, oh, what's the villain this time? Yeah, and I think that's where super movie, superhero movies really shine. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of, like, the monster of the week format, uh, for yeah, lack of yeah. a better word. Like, it's fun when it's just like, here's a problem, how are they going to solve it? And, th- and that's <laughs> it. Like, it doesn't try to be more serious than that. Um, yeah, and I think where the Marvel movies sometimes go a little bit off the rails is trying to make it feel like something bigger than it is and then like not succeeding. Um, my, my one of my bigger movie hot takes is that I didn't like Avengers Endgame very much. I, uh, I honestly agree with that for, for that specific reason. Um, like I think Avengers Endgame was trying so hard to be like this grand epic culmination to 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 all of the different storylines that it didn't function as a satisfying conclusion to. Do so you think it tried them. to do too much in one thing? It yeah, it tried to do too much in one thing. Um, and it, like it, it kind of tried to stay away from the. I mean, like if you look at the Avenger movies, they're definitely monster of the week things too. It's like, oh, new big villain. How are they going to solve it? New big villain. How are they going to solve yeah. it? Yeah. Like, it just feels like it's trying to stray from that, which is, like, not how they well, set it up to work in the past. Well, and, and yeah. I don't want to well, get... I was going to say, it's Go kind ahead. of like... Endgame is kind, kind of serves because you can't deny that Marvel's a very, very popular uh, franchise nowadays. It's kind of like the Star oh, Wars yeah. of um, our generation. Like, everyone knows about it. And Endgame is sure, yeah. supposed to be the, the end of a chapter in the, the Marvel uh the the mcu i guess and so yeah a lot does mm-hmm. happen uh but i think it's kind of just supposed to be like a bookmark mm-hmm. but i get i see what you mean in that so many moving parts happen that it doesn't really get to hit most of them yeah see I, I, okay i agree with that that and like it, it didn't feel like a satisfying conclusion but it still felt like a conclusion like i feel like I the was... mcu is over 
like I, yeah, I, 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 was, I was gonna say that like it. I feel like even if Endgame wasn't the best, they should have just ended it there. Because mm-hmm. like think about like before before like all that happened, like like how much like everyone would always be like, oh yeah, it's like the next Marvel movie coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like now, like when's the last time you heard about a Marvel movie? Well, we haven't yeah, heard about any in a while. Um. <laughs> well, you get my point though. Like, yeah. you've never seen it like, oh, it's new big Marvel movie. Like, no, no one's talking about it as much as they yeah. used to. Like, the fad's kind of over. It definitely succeeded in making me not want to watch any more Marvel movies. I'll give it that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but I think part of the reason why it didn't work for me is because the plot had so little intrinsic momentum. Like, there was not a lot of force happening in the plot, right? The whole thing was this, like, very video game-style MacGuffin plot. Like, as you need to find this object, and then this object, and then this object, and then you get to confront the final boss. Like, it's a very dead simple video game plot that is heavily heavily reliant on character drama to drive it in a compelling way. Um, And I think sometimes it did that. But other times there are like there just weren't enough interesting characters or they divided the interesting characters up poorly enough that a significant portion of the movie I just didn't care about what was happening. I think you also kind of have to look at it on a <laughs> yeah. a little bit of like a I don't know, for lack of a better word, cultural scale, in that maybe you can say that the characters mm-hmm. as like if you're looking at them as like quality characters weren't like there. But you're talking about incredibly popular things that like resonate with so much people like oh man like spoiler uh iron man dying because it's iron man you know Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah Yeah, i get that but also like i don't think that makes a movie good like i don't think rise of skywalker was good because i got the tingles when the x-wing came out of the floor Um, right (laughs) but i think Um. but i think you should be able to separate (laughs) like intrinsic quality from stuff that's like i don't know enjoyable in a way um yeah okay i guess that's fair yeah i think it was a a, like a fine movie like i didn't i wasn't having a bad time watching it and there were moments that were definitely fun i don't know i'm maybe getting too into literary analysis of a big dumb blockbuster no Um, i i I love it (laughs) as an english major yes please but the okay regarding the death of iron man that like one specific moment was the most interesting moment of that movie, right? Because Iron Man was a yeah. character that A, we actually cared about. Um, like he he was a character with like a really established arc and, and motivations and like he made us that was one of like he was one of the people that made people go to the movies in the first place, right? He was an interesting, yeah. compelling character and not filler, like a significant number of those characters are. But the entire moment leading up to it is so deeply unsatisfying that I just didn't like it that much. Because the entire, like, from the moment the portals open until the, like, the ending of the movie, I was, like, the moment the portals open, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And then the battle starts, and I'm immediately like, this is really boring because it's such a terrible battle sequence like yeah the action's fine but it doesn't function as a battle set piece um Mm. because there's no objectives like the battle is a setting it isn't a plot point like it's these people are going to play the same MacGuffin game that they've been playing all movie but now there's a battle (laughs) happening around them right there's no real like plot implication of the battle it's just i uh, I like when thanos Mm -hmm. used the power stone to punch captain marvel in the face that was pretty awesome I mean, I just like watching Captain Marvel get punched in the face. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god. 
that's a controversial uh, statement, probably, but I think that she like she's just a like an uninteresting character and smug about yeah. how uninteresting she is. <laughs> yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you. Granted, I haven't seen the movie. There's a I have not seen most of the Marvel movies, but Captain America does not Captain America. Captain Marvel does seem unbelievably boring. Yeah, she's just like. And like <laughs> it's like from the moment she enters the universe in like the second to last movie in the series, she is the most important person in it. And there's something so yeah. inherently yeah. frustrating about that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's like Ray in Star Wars, right? Yeah, it's like she didn't do anything to deserve this place, and we have not known the character long enough to feel comfortable with her being placed at a higher level importance than the characters that we have known the whole time. Guys, guys, here's 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 an interesting like new possibility hot take. How would you have felt if um the new Star Wars trilogy, uh, like they just completely like instead of like doing like what they did, they almost do like an, an ab- abandoned basically the entire like old like way of doing things. Like, what if Ray just Ray didn't have the Force? Ray couldn't use a lightsaber. Ray just had a blaster, but like was still good enough to like take down like the remnants of like the Sith and the Jedi and then basically it's like it starts like a new world of fresh kind of thing. Mm, so like kind of part of her character is that she's not a force yeah. user. Yeah, no, like she's 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 That'd literally cool. she's instead of being like saying she's special but not being special, she's literally just not special, but that's the point. Yes. I, I, I would enjoy cool. that. Well, I think they kind of did that. Like, I think the entire point of The Last Jedi, and one of the few things that I enjoyed about The Last Jedi, was that it was the last Jedi. Like, the whole point was that this dichotomy that we've created and this sort of extremism that we've endorsed as good is causing, like, constant conflict and we need to end it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if they had made that the plot of movie seven, um, Or or make that Luke's arc in movie seven, put Luke in movie seven and make that his arc and have him interact with the characters in a way that makes that their mission going forward. Then I think that works. I don't think you can just like jump to the last movie and say, oh, the Jedi and the Sith are gone now. And this was what we wanted the whole time. See, because. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, like it'd be reworking the entire new trilogy. (laughs) But like, I feel like that would have made a way better story. Yeah, I would. I would have been much more interested. I think anything that they hired one director and one writer to create would have made a better story than what they had. Yeah, I can't believe they even like that's even a thing that they do. But I guess it's more popular. Just having different movies being written and directed by different people. Because it sounds wrong. You know? like, like there's there's some things like that works with. There they're like there there are like some things like more like anthology based. Or that works really well. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you're making a trilogy, you have to have an engaging story that's like people want to see for three movies. Yeah. Well if they'd had if they'd had like some sort of storyboard before they started production of the first movie. And they, they, they took a picture of it and they uploaded it to Google Drive <laughs> and they invited all the new writers to go to that Google Drive every time they started a new movie. They would have been fine. The problem was they didn't have a plan. So every time they invited a new writer or a new director on, they wanted to change the entire direction of the trilogy because there was no direction of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, I should have just had George Lucas as like the eye in the sky looking over the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think oh. he wanted anything to do with it because I don't think he wanted more yeah, no, Star George Wars Lucas, movies. George, yeah, Lucas, no. George Lucas hates Star Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, here we go. I, I found uh, what I was talking about. It's the Machete Order. And this is the way 
to watch. I was wrong. It follows the story of Luke instead of Anakin. Uh, okay. Um, okay. The order to watch it is four, five, two, three, six. What? Yeah. Four, five, two, three. Okay, skip, I have I skip have a the question. Phantom Menace entirely. Good choice. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, that makes sense. Here's here here's my thing. Um, what do two and three have to do with Luke? Do you want me to explain it? <laughs> because like I mean, you're following the story of Luke. He just doesn't even exist. Okay, he exists at the end of three, but still. Alright, here's the explanation. I'm getting this from nomachetejuggling.com, which is where this uh, awesome. theory or really good advice. Um, that, that's why it's called the Machete Order. Um, but let's see. This says, quote, Effectively, this order keeps the Stewie, the Stewie story Luke's tale. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello, Ryan. Have you heard about Star <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Just just when our main man Luke is left with the burning question, did my father really become Darth Vader? We take an extended flashback to explain how that it's true. Uh, Once we understand how his father turned to the dark side, we go back to the main storyline and see how Luke is able to rescue him from it and salvage the good in him, which is the only way to destroy the Empire. Putting the prequels in the middle in general which a commenter pointed out is called Ernest, uh, whatever, um, uh, allows the series to end on a sensible ending point, the destruction of the Empire, while still beginning with Luke's journey. The prequel backstory comes at the perfect time because the Empire Strikes Back ends on a huge cliffhanger. Han is in Carbonite, Vader is Luke's father, and the Empire is hit. Uh, the Rebellion Heart delaying the resolution of the cliffhanger this cliffhanger makes it all the more satisfying when the return of the Jedi is watched. Huh. huh. That's pretty cool. I like the sound okay. of that. I mean, I would argue that you can accomplish the same thing by watching like two or three select scenes from episode two and three between Empire and Jedi. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not the full movies. Yeah. Because there's mm-hmm. just, first of all, there's so much lore that makes everything else that happens in the series less satisfying. <laughs> Oh, in episode two and three, like just like trying to explain the force as like a racial identity is wild. Yeah. Um, okay. And it makes everything that happens thereafter a little less uh, comfortable. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I- ignoring I-, I watched um episode, I think it was four uh, fairly recently. I haven't seen mm-hmm. any of the old Star Wars movies and like seven or eight years it's been so long i haven't so watched a star wars movie in years yeah i guess neither I <laughs> i'm just like fairly familiar with the plot for some reason yeah <laughs> probably from uh lego star wars the complete saga for the nintendo wii Ooh, of course I-, I just picked that up it was on sale and so yeah uh, I-, I i considered buying it but then i decided i would want to play it with my wiimote and nunchuck if i wanted to play it anyway so i can just <laughs> head downstairs <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but yeah no i we should have like a ttam uh star wars marathon <laughs> yeah i mean maybe if people would watch it oh boy how how far are we into this episode 
I don't um, know. We've been going for like half an hour at least. I don't know how late we started. We were planning on starting at four, but we Star can't. Wars can take a yeah. lot of yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've been on this for a while. We haven't even addressed the talk doc. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, praise the talk doc. Praise, praise the talk doc. Praise oh, the talk doc. That's, that's been a while since yeah. the last time I said that was recorded. Um, um, <laughs> he says it regularly in table. Yeah, it's like, just not typically recorded. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you gotta make sure uh, the talk talk's happy. Yeah. Every morning, wake up, praise the talk talk. Mm-hmm. Right before bed, praise the talk talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, wake up in the middle of the night screaming, <laughs> praise the talk talk. Whenever you have, you guys ever wake up screaming? Uh, no. Have you guys ever waked up screaming? I mean, I wake uh, up scared. I don't uh, wake up screaming. <laughs> so. I've woken up screaming, but it's because in my dream I'm trying to say something, yeah. which then makes me say something and wake myself. I, I've up. done that before. It's like um, my dog parks itself awake. Like uh, back during uh, the the school year, back when we were you know at school, <laughs> um, I uh, I woke up. Oh no, I didn't wake him up, but uh, uh, my roommate might have. Okay, there were two times I said things out loud. One of them I just like. I woke up and I was like, "Oh God!" And I woke and I woke up my roommate, and he was like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "My phone." And I'm like, "Oh," or and he's like, "Oh." I'm like, "Never mind." And I just put it away. <laughs> the other time, I yelled, "Praise God!" <laughs> no. At the top of my lungs. That's a bad thing to wake up. Not 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 anything against like any. It just like has connotations, you know? Oh no, <laughs> I know. Just like if you're waking up in the middle of the night shouting it, like that's a little worrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it was worrying for me too. Um, um, yeah, it must have been having like a horrible. Or you uh, you were possessed. Like that's the obvious. Yeah, that, that's right? sure maybe that's the only option. You need to um, call an exorcist. Let's see. My roommate uh, has told me two stories um, about me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> Those are the best stories um, to hear. What, one was um, what two years ago I, I had the top bunk in our dorm, um, and he was laying down there sleeping. It was like one in the morning, and he was like just about to fall asleep. But I was like sick all day, and so like I fell asleep super early. Um, but apparently, at like two in the morning, he just hears me like, uh, like rustling around. The bed's like shaking, and. He, he just hears me like making choking noises. Oh no! And like, like I'm oh. about to die. And then, like, he just says, "There's silence." And then he goes to sleep. He doesn't even check on me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow! That, that doesn't, like, that that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, <laughs> that was like so funny that like he was terrified, but he, he just didn't come up and check on me. <laughs> you started like convulsing in the top yeah. bunk and then just stopped. And he's like, eh, yeah, that, that's enough night for me. Uh, <laughs> um, and then there's another one where apparently he was sitting up on his laptop and like playing games. It was like one in the morning again. And I apparently got up and started like yelling at, it, at him to get off the, his game oh. and like say it's like it's one <laughs> in the morning come on man and like i'm <laughs> mean about it where like i actually don't care whatsoever <laughs> huh i a dream dylan half asleep dylan cared exactly. so much <laughs> half asleep dylan is a really intense guy yeah he's got a lot <laughs> yeah. to say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
absolute dictator of the dorm. <laughs> oh boy, I did that once. You've already stayed out uh, super uh, pretty late because sometimes he stays out late doing like some other stuff with some people playing D and D mostly. And so absolute I was like half asleep one time. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I was like half asleep one time, and he walked in, and I don't remember this, but apparently I sat up like the undertaker and just looked at him <laughs> and, and he said like hey what's up and i don't think i even said anything i'm just like uh went back to it's <laughs> oh, uh, great sits straight up plops back down that's beautiful <laughs> it's like a real frankenstein moment <laughs> It's alive! Oh, wait. Nope. I guess not. Never mind. <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> Every, everyone go back to what you're doing. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, here. Let's 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 move on over to the uh, talk. Yeah, let's talk. have a look at some talk talk stuff before it gets too upset with us. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's see here. There have been a lot of new things that have been added to the doc talk. Um... One of my favorite things here is uh, do toads the Mario character bleed blood or cream of mushroom soup? Okay, so I, I saw this on the talk talk earlier, and I have been looking into it. Okay, I would okay. just like to clarify a piece of language on the Super Mario Wiki here. Mm -hmm. um, it says, and I quote: uh, "Toads, also known as the Mushroom People, or simply mushrooms, are a peaceful race of mushroom-like." humanoid characters and the dominant species oh. of the mushroom kingdom they are mushroom like now my question is does that imply that they share a common ancestor with mushrooms or that the, it was some sort of what's the word for like when when two things unrelated to each other evolve to parallel uh, adapt to the same traits is that what yeah. is that the word for it parallel evolution yeah. so was it that yeah. sort of situation Wh which happened here because i think that's highly dependent on what the answer is does that imply that um, mushrooms and toads grew up in like a very similar situation? Like they all like latched onto branches of trees or like, like dark trunk. areas. Yeah. <laughs> can we? Can we? Um. Can we have a moment of silence for the fact that in the original Mario game, it is canon in the instruction booklet that um the brick blocks you are hitting were actually toads who were transformed into blocks to make yep. your job oh, harder. No. Yeah. That's so disturbing, actually. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. just upsetting. I, I don't if, I remember, wanna... if I remember correctly, that's... Let's hold on. Murdering toads for that coin in a game. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that's really interesting because I know there are a lot of theories that like the, the thing on a toad's head, the uh, red and white, thing is a hat okay so, so the wiki would disagree the okay wiki so, does so here's here's how it goes they are the, mushroom -like. the super mm -hmm. mario bros super show it is a hat but it nintendo has come out nintendo hated. has come out and officially made and officially said it's not a hat it's just part of his head yeah no that that is that is for sure i i think the canon that it is part of their head um, I just want to, I'm just having a look here at a cream of mushroom soup recipe. So if we decide that the answer to this question is yes, it is cream of mushroom soup. Um, their blood contains 
two tablespoons butter, half a pound freshly <laughs> sliced mushrooms, a quarter cup chopped onion, six tablespoons of all-purpose flour, half a teaspoon of salt, an eighth a teaspoon of pepper, two cans of chicken broth, and one cup of half and half cream. I'm pretty sure my blood contains all of that, so... <laughs> It's just, I can believe that toad blood contains mushroom or, or, or something genetically similar to mushroom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot get behind Here, that it contains here's question, an eighth of a teaspoon of, of pepper. Here's the question, <laughs> though. If it evolved from a mushroom, mushrooms don't have blood. Oh, well, that's true. How do mushrooms... Mushrooms do not have, like, capillary action, no, right? Don't. Mushrooms don't have a circulatory system. That's what mm-hmm. differentiates fungus from plants. Yeah. So does that mean if you were to, like... If... if It's like a starfish. If you, like, cut a limb off a toad, would it just grow another toad? Is that how they reproduce? Is it by budding? Because toads are agendered. Wait, like, then, toad wait then how do we have toadette? Toadette is agendered that that's not female so it, it's just a different uh form of toads it's the toad and drag <laughs> hmm. yeah may, maybe they reproduce by budding well i mean they don't bud they 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 they, they use spores i mean that mean like toads when like when when like they come of age to have children they walk into a cold damp like leafy forest sit down like squeeze like intensely squeeze their entire body until like powder comes out of their face and then just leave i think that's canon yeah yeah, okay. yeah that's probably canon. <laughs> i think we can uh, all find that, that, that being the case that was in super mario bros 2 so uh <laughs> okay so correct me if i'm wrong but like fungi do not have like uh sex dimorphism right no, they like not. there's no they, they male female difference yeah Mm-mm. right so what's toadette's deal a drag queen. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Toadette was introduced to the concept of female, presumably by either the princesses or the Mario Brothers. And the princesses appear to be some sort of like ruling race in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. I don't want to get Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Can we so so if if Mario and Luigi are from our world, where you like Wario, Waluigi, Daisy, Peach, Pauline come from like where do they all come from? All right. Yeah, my, a good question. My question is, if Mario and Luigi are both humans, then what are in the uh, the Metro Kingdom in Super Mario Odyssey? Um, what are those? I have a PS, PS2 era AI. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the uh, Metro Kingdom <laughs> is just digital. Okay. Hmm. It's like a cyber chase sort of situation. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Hacker in Cyber Chase was played by the guy that plays Doc Brown in the Back to the Future movies? Oh. Uh, Did you know oh my God, Gilbert Gottfried was the bird? Yes, oh. I mean, that's obvious to everyone. Um, <laughs> oh, man, what's his name? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up because it's going to drive me nuts. Um, Christopher Lloyd. Yes, of course, of course. Christopher Lloyd also played Professor Plum in Clue the movie, which is a brilliant movie. <laughs> I haven't what? seen it yet, but I really want to watch it. Have you not seen Clue the movie? No. No. Clue the movie is like, um, Ethan has apparently not even heard of it, so I guess I should explain <laughs> what this movie is. I understand the um, game of Clue. It, I assume it's that, but a movie. Sure, mm. it's very loosely based on it. It's sort of like an Agatha Christie pastiche. Um... 
with a, a mystery of Edwin Drew in, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, this is the when it was released in theaters, it was released with three different endings, and depending on what theater you saw it in, you would get a different ending. Um, mm-hmm. and when they released it on VHS, I guess. Uh, I don't know how owning home movies worked at the time that this movie came out. <laughs> um, I don't know when the VCR was invented. Um, but w- w- when it got a home release, like it came with all three endings stitched together back to back with like title cards saying, and that's what could have happened. Here's another option. Um, <laughs> but like watching the three endings back to back, I'm not going to spoil any of them. Um, but, oh God, what is that man's name? Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yes. Tim Curry gives the absolute performance of a lifetime. That's every that's that every performance Tim Curry does. Have you played uh, Command and Conquer Red Assault? No, I haven't. What what what's that steal? Okay, so basically it's like okay, so it's it's Command and Conquer, which kind of is like world. It's kind of like oh, it's like World War Two, but it's like way more like futuristic and fun. You know, it's it's a it's a real time strategy game. Uh, Command and Conquer mm-hmm. Red Alert um, was basically you play as the Soviets. Um, and I believe, uh, hold on, let's just check this real quick. Uh, yeah, Red Alert 3. So the whole point of the series is, like, it's, it's basically alternate history. You play as the Soviets in it, as, like, the main characters. Um, and mm-hmm. you go back and Tim Curry and some other guy, who are, the Soviet Union is about to collapse, go back in time, shake hands with Albert Einstein so he disintegrates, so that the Allies don't get a nuke. So he goes back, mm-hmm. um, they go back to their timeline. Uh, Tim Curry is now like, like the leader of the Soviet Union, um, and he, you have to go defeat um, the Europeans. But then Japan comes with the Emperor, played by um, uh, what's his name, George Takei. What? <laughs> he plays the Emperor of oh. Japan, and they come and they have giant samurai mechs. Um, and then you have to defend against the japanese as well it is the stupidest game ever but like tim curry does a great job and it's oh my god i I recommend everyone just look up like the cutscenes from it because it is (laughs) wonderful tim curry talks like this the entire time So the three uh, different like, when, when, when you when you play when you play as the allies in the ally mode and you defeat the Soviet Union, Ludi's like, I'm going to the one place yet not yet poisoned by capitalism. Place. <laughs> so the um the the three yes. different endings of Clue. Each each ending is like that that classic moment in like a Sherlock Holmes Agatha Christie style detective movie where the detective explains exactly how everything went down and why you're an idiot for not realizing that this is how it happened. Um, so all three endings are like that moment, except instead of like the dignified detective character calmly explaining what happened, it's Tim Curry sprinting around reenacting the murders. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and when you watch him do it like three times in a row, getting progressively more manic as it goes along, <laughs> it is just so incredible to watch. Oh, we got any watch this movie didn't break, didn't even break even at the uh, box office. It had a budget of fifteen million, and it had the box Bad. office sales of fourteen point six million. No. It's an absolute cult classic. Oh yeah, um, like it, it is a beloved movie. Let, let me see. Let me look it up real quick. Was it eighty five? Where, where can you stream this 85. movie from? 
Prime uh, it Video. Is free. It's also free on Crackle if you don't have Amazon Prime. Oh man, Crackle. I mean, I don't know anything about the platform, but it's like owned by I don't know Sony. Yeah, it's it? owned by Sony. Yeah, uh, and it's just like a like I a was free ask if it's a platform. Um, like it's not it's not pirating or anything like that. It's like an actual streaming platform. All right, I know what I'm watching tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's it 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 is so worth your time. It is genuinely one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Madeline Kahn is in it. Um, Michael McKean's in it. In, who is Michael McKean? Oh yeah, yeah, he's Mr. Green, right? Um, I don't. Uh, Michael McKean as Mr. Green. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Green is a, just every, everything in that movie is fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Anyway, I forget what we were talking about before we were talking about Clue the movie. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> how did we get here? Who knows? Um, whoa, Toads? Oh, to- what, how did Mario? we? What? what? How did we get from Toads to Clue? T- did we change subjects? Or I don't know. I, I also... Only the talk dog knows. Only the know. talk dog knows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll Somebody's going to listen to this and let us know what happened. If, if anybody who I know, when you listen to this, text me, tell us how we got here. <laughs> Same. Leave, leave like a comment on our latest Instagram post and just say like one word of how we got here. <laughs> we'll try else. to interpret it and we'll forget that we told you to do with this and we'll get a cryptic Instagram comment and we'll be like, yeah. it'll, it'll just be like mushroom soup. And like, <laughs> that's it. No, they ate shark fin soup in Clue. Well, we didn't talk about soup. It wasn't soup. soup. It was the head, blood, um, mushrooms on circulations. They're asexual. Um, It was about Christopher Lloyd. How do we get on the Christopher Lloyd in the first place? Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Hacker (laughs) from Cyber Chase. Yeah, the AI. In in Super Mario Odyssey, the, yes, yes, that's it. Oh my god! <laughs> because because Mario and Luigi are humans, but like, <laughs> what are they in Metro Kingdom? And wow! And that was the great backtrack oh my of my wow. life. <laughs> this podcast must be so difficult to follow. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening in on this. <laughs> I had to listen to it forwards mm-hmm. and backwards. Uh, I, I Some podcasts a have a theme. We just talk about stuff. <laughs> we just exactly. talk about stuff. Our um, theme is improv. Talk talk decides we should. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh my favorite thing on the talk talk. I think we're gonna have to move away from the talk talk now since we went on such a big trek because we got a sure. few questions. Oh, oh we do we have questions. questions. Oh true. man, let's uh, ask these uh, questions, boys. Cues. I know the talk talk is uh, always wants us to answer fan questions. Mm. Um. Oh boy, I was gonna say something else. Oh, um, speaking of improv, I mentioned earlier, um, everyone, I highly recommend going and checking out Middle Edition Swartz on uh, it's, Netflix. It's genuinely funnier than most, like, scripted comedy specials on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is entirely improv. They spend the first five minutes, like, just chatting with an audience member and in, in more like chastising an audience member. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's because the audience members are cons- like they found. I don't. I said this. I forget when I said this. Maybe on stream, but possibly not. I, um, I think it was on stream. It was. Uh, well, some people probably didn't listen to it, but I, I. I said I wonder how many times they had to record this special 
to like get ones where they were satisfied with the amount of ridiculous that the audience <laughs> participation was because they just get like such characters out of the audience and they randomly pick a person from the audience to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. And they, 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 they get some variables from them through this conversation. And then they put on like 40 minutes of like one continuous improv scene. And it's, it's, it's so impressive, but it's also just really, really funny. Like even if you're not, into improv or, or even if you don't do improv it's it's entirely entertaining enough for you oh definitely like but like also nothing has ever made me want to do improv more than watching that during this quarantine <laughs> that's true yeah mm. it, it makes it a little difficult <laughs> but, yeah no i i just wanted to bring that up and make it know that that is something that everyone should go out and watch Absolutely. even if you don't fully enjoy improv it, it's so like funny and it's interesting to like dissect the things that they do yeah and for those who don't know that is thomas middleditch who is on silicon valley among mm-hmm. a few other things and ben schwartz who's on parks and rec yep i and think yeah. he played he voiced sonic in the sonic the hedgehog movie does he actually yep oh my god that's Which brilliant is, like him and Jim Carrey are the two reasons I like need to watch that movie as soon as possible. <laughs> so it, it, oh. is, is, is the movie is the movie being streamed? Yes, it is. You can get it for five it for like bucks on bucks. Amazon. Oh, five ben bucks. Schwartz was in Turbo, the snail-based racing movie. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, well. We're, Audience questions. That's what audience questions. All right, <laughs> we're all over the place. Uh-huh. Man, I uh, thought I was see. the one with ADHD. Jeez, our <laughs> podcast has it right now. <laughs> That's yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just have too much energy to expend. Yeah, of course, of course. Let's see. Um, what is your favorite thing to put on a sandwich? Ooh, my favorite thing to put oh. on a sandwich. I've been getting um. London thin sliced London broil roast beef from the grocery store lately, which is like a specific variety of uh, of seasoning for for the roast beef, and I cannot recommend it enough. It's the Deets and Watts and stuff, and it's just so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of my recent answer. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like my favorite of all time, but I've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, I personally believe that um, buffalo sauce belongs on any. Deli meat sandwich. Hmm. It is great. Hmm. Buffalo's good. Buffalo's a hit or miss for me, but uh, sandwich that sounds really. I'm not a big buffalo sauce fan. Like I like I like hot sauces well enough, or I like spicy sauces well enough. But buffalo is just kind of like only spicy. Like it doesn't have a lot of non-spicy flavor, which I'm not a huge fan. That that's that's if you get a bad buffalo sauce. You have to get like that's fair, I guess. I mean, the only buffalo oh, sauce yeah. I'm familiar with is the stuff that I had to pour from like an eight gallon jug into a <laughs> container that went in the pizza making station at my last job. And yeah, let me fair. just tell you, when you open that jug, it is like flesh eating bacteria has been released into the oh, room. Man. Yeah, no, just no. like you can feel oh. the burning. <laughs> Um, if you're ever up at or near Plymouth, New Hampshire, go to a place called uh, Biederman's oh. and get the Zambella. Oh, that that is something you need to do if you're ever near uh, Plymouth, New Hampshire. Yeah. Which one is the Zamboa? Zamboa is the uh, Boar's Head Buffalo Chicken with like bacon and lettuce 
And it comes with blue cheese, but you don't get blue cheese. You get ranch because blue cheese is disgusting. You shut I your mouth. Wrong. Okay. No, There's a restaurant in, in a, a restaurant near to us. Um, I, 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 I guess I shouldn't mention exact locations that serves um, Caribbean jerk chicken fingers. So it's Ooh. like chicken fingers Ooh. served in like a like a like a thick pineapple uh, jerk sauce. Um, and, and they do that with a, a blue cheese dipping sauce, and they're so good. Oh, um, I love them so much. Good. I I have a, I have another recommendation. Um, mm-hmm. if you got if people are ever by um like like the base of of um Cape Cod, Massachusetts, there's this great mm-hmm. South African restaurant called Karoo, and my family buys a um it's like they also sell the spice I want a spice mix they use online. My God, it's so good. Like it goes good where do you on everything. Um, like where it connects to the mainland, it's very obviously not like the spindly part. Oh, I understand. Okay, I wasn't sure if you meant. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like in the uh, like sandwich area. Yeah, kind of. Like it's it's a little past. It's, like, it's like it's like it's like right before the Cape slash a little bit on the Cape. I can't remember exactly, but it's right about there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's Ooh. really, really good. Um, I haven't been to the Cape in such a long time. No, oh, dude, I've never been. You really interesting. We should have a, we should have a TTA. I mean, it's just so uh, hard group, to get a place group, to group. stay. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, my yeah, family, my trip. family, um, there we have some family friends whose uh, relatives own some cottages down there. So, like, huh. so like, generally wow. for like a week or two in the summer, it's gotcha. like a small cottage. Like, like I guess technically, like there's four beds, but like one of them's in the dining room. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. and then there's like one like <laughs> bigger bed and then there's two like i'd call them twin beds but like like i i barely like don't fit on a twin bed like my feet are solidly off the bed at this point on these ones <laughs> ethan is a very tall person for those that yes, yes. don't know him uh in real life or haven't seen a show <laughs> yeah but like it's it is it is like right it's like you usually like walk off onto the sand on down to like the um the bay side of it and quite literally, like it, it's it's in like it's in a good, it's a nice enough area that's like you can walk out, and you walk like you don't even walk that far away from the cabins. You can look up, like you could see the Milky Way at night. That's very, it's very really cool. pretty. I I love that. That that's one thing that like that is like one of the number one things on my bucket list is to drive out into the middle of like nowhere, and then just like look up and see like the endless sky. To do list one drive. Two, <laughs> <look> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> the secret third there is get kidnapped yes, by aliens. Of course. That's what that is true. Um, there's a uh, one of the most famous alien abductions uh, in history happened in New Hampshire. Did you guys know this? No. The Christopher no. Colliff Museum has an entire exhibit dedicated to it. Oh it was this gosh. older couple in, I think, the 50s or 60s. Um, that were driving in in the White Mountains and saw, like, a light above them. And so they pulled over to the side of the road. Um, and then the next thing they know, they're, like, waking up in, in, in the car. Like, distinctly, like, waking up. Um, as Knowing they had been asleep and they would lost, like, hours of time. It's an interesting story that I don't know all the details of off the top of my head. Do you remember their name? I do not. Hold on. Let me just Google New Hampshire alien abduction because I think that'll get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. God. Google has gotten so good. Uh, Barney <laughs> and Betty Hill were their names. It was 1960. Oh, yeah. I know about that. Yeah. I know about that uh, one. It, 
That one's wild. It was the first widely publicized report of an alien abduction in the United States. Wow. Dude, I would love to put that on top of my sandwich. True. Yeah. Sandwich <laughs> ingredients, people. <laughs> we need sandwich ingredients. Uh, 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 Sam, do you, do you have either a sandwich ingredient, but I guess it now just turned into recommendations. We got this really, we get this really good, um, uh, turkey at Shaw's, uh, that I get. I'm also a big fan of, uh, of tuna sandwiches, which mm, some people yeah. aren't. Uh, but <laughs> not a big fan. Do you guys like tuna sandwiches? I do. I'll be honest, I do. Mm-mm. I'm not a huge seafood fan. I am a massive seafood fan. I'm I'm not like a huge, huge seafood fan, but I do enjoy tuna just because, and uh, controversial opinion incoming, I really like mayo. Yes. Thank you. Uh, okay, okay. Here's, here's my role. Mayo is the base for all condiments. Like any condiment mixture has to have mayo in it. Hmm. I don't know. I would say oil is the base for all condiments, including <laughs> mayo. You know what that, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's lots of condiments that don't involve mayo, though. No, like, no, basically, no, I mean, just aiolis. I, I mean, like, we, you're making a mixture, like, you're putting multiple on, like, ketchup oh, I and mustard see. on a you burger. See, you gotta put the mayo on there. what mm. you meant. Um, if you were to make Ethan's special condiment, you would have mayo. <laughs> I understand. You're if you're doing uh, condiment alchemy... Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I uh, this I have another controversial condiment opinion. I really enjoy ranch dressing and barbecue sauce mixed together. Yes. Well, technically, Whoa. technically, 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 that is like two thirds of like Chick Fil A sauce. Doesn't Chick Fil A sauce have like really? honey mustard in it as well? Isn't that the yeah, third yeah? Yeah, it's it originally like it's it's evolved oh. since like its its original recipe, but the original recipe was barbecue sauce, uh, ranch, and um, honey mustard. Mm. Oh, most wow. most fast food restaurant special sauces are just some variation on Thousand Island dressing. That would be my yeah. recommendation. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay, so there's a, there's a certain so like everybody when you say sloppy Joe, you're thinking of like loose beef sandwich, <laughs> right? Mm, I like my beef. I'm thinking of a guy. <laughs> my beef loose, not my beef loof. Okay, oh, look, whoa, whoa. look, look, I can't English. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's my <laughs> fault. I said a bad. Uh, um, uh, no, but so, um, uh, I, there, in, in northern, there's this very specific spot in north, like, it's area in northern New Jersey, where a sloppy joe is something different. You get, you get rye bread. Uh-huh. Generally, uh, generally, the original thing is you put some turkey on there, like deli sliced turkey. You put some uh, coleslaw, mm-hmm. some Thousand Island dressing, and then like, uh, is there anything else to it? I feel like there's something else to it. Anyway, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. like so, it's go through the ingredients one more: coleslaw, turkey, and Thousand Island dressing. Yes, isn't that just like a bad um, Reuben? Yeah, no. that's the word I was looking for. No, that's not, <laughs> no, that's not what a Reuben is. <laughs> it's close. Reuben I, is roast beef and sauerkraut, Reuben. right? Yeah, but it's it's diff. Okay, no, no difference is coleslaw and sa- sauerkraut is fermented. Coleslaw isn't. Sure, but they're yeah. similar. Uh, I was making one of these things called the joke, Ethan. Um, <laughs> okay, what goes on? I'm curious you know how little human interaction I've had for the last month? <laughs> what, what are you saying, Alex? I'm curious if you can attest to this as well, because in my like um, 
the, the Midwestern side of my family has passed mm-hmm. down um, one recipe for sloppy joes, which is very different from the other recipe for sloppy joes that my family has. <laughs> and that recipe is, it, it, it's like loose beef, like normal, uh, yeah. or, or loose ground beef mixed with ketchup, mustard, and brown sugar. And that is the sloppy joe. Now, I've never heard it with the ketchup and mustard, but uh-huh. I have heard it with um, um, brown sugar. Because I don't know if it's just my family, but uh, I know a lot of people who like to mix like brown sugar and do everything. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. Guys, no, guys, I want to hear one of my food hot takes real quick. Because think, think about, about like beef and like ketchup. <laughs> if you enjoy roast beef, or steak with ketchup on it, you're a terrible person. You should rethink your life okay. choices. That's <laughs> just an objectively correct opinion. Like, like um, in like meatloaf. Like what, why does anyone like meatloaf? For the Beach Boys. Um, meatloaf is, is ground beef, isn't it? No. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much entirely, all it is. You don't, you don't, not when you're like roasting it or like whatever the hell, you, <laughs> whatever you do with it. I know like some people like, like ketchup on it. And I'm like, on <laughs> Interesting. Um, no, Brian Wilson, uh, rena- renowned genius and songwriter for the Beach Boys, eats mm-hmm. his steak, his like high quality filet mignon steak, uh, well done with ketchup. Like you just have oh, no taste of food at that point. No. What a no, nasty here's man! My here's my thing. Like you're doing that because you're like people are a little scared of like whatever, like a little bit of blood or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. and like, but like, that ketchup is just trying to add back like the moisture into it, but it doesn't have uh-huh. any of the flavor. Mm-hmm. At that point, you might as well be eating like a saltine with ketchup on it. It's like a, I mean, it's like a chewy saltine <laughs> with ketchup. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> was, I know. Again, one one more of those jokes. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> um, I, no, but like, like no, you should you should have it like you should you should have the juices in there like that's yeah. the proper way to cook it. Yeah, I, I used to get freaked out by the blood and stuff, but I decided to not yeah, care yeah. Uh, in exchange yeah. for flavor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. And like, no, no, like you can cook it enough that like you don't really deal with the blood; just stay on like the juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not actually a big fan of like ground beef because I think like if I or, or ground any meats really because the thing mm-hmm. that is drawing me to meats or like part of the meat experience is the texture right it's like the yeah. stringiness of it that's what I want from meat. yeah no like if you're gonna make um, sorry, if you're gonna make ground beef listeners. you might as well just have a sausage yes <laughs> mm-hmm. wholeheartedly agree all right uh <laughs> wait. Hmm? What were you saying, Alex? Oh uh, no, I, I I said wholeheartedly agree, and then oh. I stopped. Okay. Oh, I was I was confused for a second, but I oh, okay. Uh, I think we should probably go ahead and move on to question two. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's been like thirty minutes. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, and this might be. Yeah, what time this, are we at uh, on the recording? at least an hour? Presumably, we're going to cut some, but this has been a pretty dense episode. Yeah, it's, it's been a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. I, I think. So let's say one more question, and we'll wrap it up. Uh. Okay. Uh, I was thinking since we missed a few episodes. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, my house typically eats dinner in the next half hour or so, so I don't know how long I have. Okay, we could probably yeah. uh, finish up around 45. Okay. Uh, at the latest. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Next episode. Uh, episode. Uh, next question. <laughs> um, how many slices of pizza can you eat in one setting? How many can you put in front of me? 
Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. do want to clarify that this question <laughs> specifies in, in, in parentheticals here that it is a New York slice. So now, like a, a big New, boy. A New York oh. slice. He, here's my thing. It's like a New York slice is also like, it's big, but it's thin. Yeah. If we're talking yeah. a proper New York slice, like I could have, like how many, how many can you put in front of me? I could just eat them all. I think we should test those limits. Yeah, let's just get Ethan several large pizzas. I've, I've, eaten, <laughs> I've eaten two large pizzas in one sitting before. No way. Yeah. I've eaten one large pizza in one sitting yeah, before. I've I eaten felt terrible. Yeah, well, he, um, that's probably my Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like don't eat breakfast or lunch. Um, <laughs> Interesting. I was like, oh, so the filling part of, can we all agree that the filling part of the pizza is the crust, right? Yes, yes of course. So, uh, yeah. in, in a New York style pizza, is a very thin crust style of pizza. It's not the thinnest crust. It's not a flatbread, it's, but it's, it's also, like it also uh, the 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 trick to a good New York slice. Here's here's your here's your little trick from me, coming from somebody who spent this entire quarantine slowly perfecting the art of homemaking pizza. <laughs> Don't use all-purpose flour. Use bread flour. Yeah, bread flour. Now, the higher yeah, you want to take your bread making to the next level. Thinner. <laughs> um. Anywho, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I could eat, hmm, well, it depends on how big the pizza it is, and it depends on how many slices it's in. Like, I can eat one, like, a standard large pizza is a 16-inch pizza, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, 12 and 16 are typically small and large yeah. sizes. I can eat an entire 16-inch New York-style pizza in one sitting if I really put some effort into it. Yep, I, I'm in the same boat there. <laughs> yeah, if you put, if I put effort into it, because, um... Uh, uh, big boy Sam with the fat mentality back in the day could eat a a hefty amount of mm-hmm. pizza, but I've lost. Um, I can't eat that much, uh, especially pizza mm-hmm. anymore. Interesting. If uh, I'm not quite sure what makes a normal like what size did we decide is the average? Um, New it's, York. It's style? a 16 inch pizza, so like it's that 16 is inch, the 16 inch pie. Yes, yeah. and that's typically cut into six or eight slices. I worked in a pizza shop, guys. Um, <laughs> so it, it it depends on how many slices it's cut into, and it depends on how big the pie is. Um, if you're buying it by the slice, they're typically like in quarters or thirds rather than eighths. Yeah, generally, generally mm-hmm. when I these um, thirds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we serve slices. By if the I'm third. trying, I could probably eat four. I could probably eat four if I was trying. Hmm. Four, four slices or four pies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four, I was gonna four say. slices. Like, four slices each. Four whole pieces. A pie. Is that what we decided on? Yeah. Uh, how much of a? Yeah. I mean, like here's yeah. here's my thing. Yeah. Here's my thing. Like I could. It depends also like what I'm doing. If I'm sitting down, I'm solely focused on eating. Like there's like a set amount I can eat before I can get full. If I'm just sitting doing something and I'm just kind of eating on the side, I just kind of forget like about the hunger part of it. I just keep eating. That's yep. true. It's also important to clarify how long is a sitting. <laughs> um, like, if this is like a couple hours, we're talking several pies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking like uh, probably like an hour and a half. Let's say like, okay. say yeah. well, I'd say like 45 game. to an hour. <laughs> an average Civ game is like 8 to 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, I I have a quick question, just a quick go around for yes. you all. Sure, yeah. Uh, deep dish or thin crust? Thin crust. Ooh. Thin I, crust, but I will. I enjoy myself a good deep dish. No, okay, okay, okay. Here's my thing. I don't like tomato soup in a bread bowl. So, 
right, uh, <laughs> Alex. No, okay, I want to clarify. Mm-hmm. When you say deep dish, do you mean like Uno's deep dish or like actual Chicago style deep? Actual dish? Chicago deep dish. Okay, so the important thing to note about actual Chicago deep dish is it has two different crusts. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not something you see like outside of the Chicago area. Typically, <laughs> like things claiming to be Chicago style deep dish are not actually Chicago style deep dish. So, like when you say a tomato soup bread bowl, that is like what deep dish you can find in New England looks like. Yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah. what I consider mm-hmm. proper deep dish. Oh, absolutely I think not. proper deep dish is better. I huh. okay. I raise you the middle point. Detroit pan pizza. <laughs> it, uh, Sam, I, it's. I cannot, I cannot discriminate. I really have no preference. <laughs> For those who don't know, right. Detroit pan pizza was made in auto- automotive pans. They had a bunch of them left over in Detroit, like when it was still like a major like production city. <laughs> so they would just use them as like cooking pans because they work well. And they make a pizza that's like somewhere in between a deep dish and a thin crust because it's like it's thinner than a deep dish, but it's not, it's not foldable. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really good. Hmm. Oh, I forgot all about the foldability. That sh- that definitely weighs some things in the side of uh, yeah. thin. See, I never put enough. I never put like few enough toppings on a pizza that I want to fold it anyway. Right? Like, I like my pizza loaded. Mm-hmm. I like. <laughs> here's my thing. I like. I like. I like maybe a lot of toppings, but sparse. I mean, I don't like 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 I I I like like one layer of toppings. So like the more varieties of toppings i put on it like the fewer of each you get i guess so it's not just like piling it it's on like, i'm not sure i'm not um, sure how it's in other place but like you guys are like and doing like when you like order pizza from place and you're like oh i want like sausage on my pizza you get like chunks of sausage yeah like yeah, compared yeah. To, like yeah. what i prefer which is when i do it at home i cut the sausage open yeah, I was gonna say that. some places and do do it lightly. Like I want to, the cheese still has to be able to brown in between the sausage. Mm-hmm. If possible, mm-hmm. I want the sausage in the cheese. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. Whoever's listening to this episode is gonna be hungry as hell after this. Dude, I already I'm am kidding. hungry. I'm yeah. hungry yeah. as hell. <laughs> No, the the reason for that though is I guess I can't speak for all pizza shops, but both pizza shops I have worked in have had like a deli slicer in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than taking the time to like cut open sausages and loosen up all the meat and stuff like that, they just run it through the deli slicer and get really thin <laughs> sliced sausage, um, which is a really fun process to be a part of. It's very satisfying. True. Oh man, I love using deli slicer. Mm-hmm. It's actually so much fun. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see here. Um, we got two more questions. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's see. Would you ever dye your hair a crazy color? Oh, um, still, I still Dylan has. I still have to. Uh, so oh, I, I forgot that. Hair. Mm-hmm. I forgot that Dylan still had, or, or Ethan still had to. Right? Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Yeah, I have. I so, uh, for our charity live stream a few weeks ago, which is up on YouTube, if you go to. Uh, uh, search this will take a minute on YouTube. It's, it's in a few parts because we had a connection issue. Yeah, you could view our full 12 hour live stream up on YouTube where we raised $925. Ooh, quite a lot like, of chatter. Yeah, thank you all so much for <laughs> donating to that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I dyed my hair blue. Uh, Ethan is going to dye his hair purple. Yep. And Sam. 
uh, Sam doesn't have hair. Yeah, I made I made yeah. the ultimate sacrifice and went bald. How's it growing? Oh, it's in? growing like a charm, actually. Like I don't look oh, really nice. bald anymore. I look like I got a buzz cut, um, and that's an only like <laughs> oh, cool, cool. that's an only like a week and a half ish of growth. So oh nice. Yeah. The only problem is though, I got for the first time in a very long time a sunburn on my head. <laughs> it's very weird like taking a shower i feel like i'm getting like a headache each time i wash my hair wow that's yeah it's interesting alex would you ever die i don't think so um i'm just i i like my hair the color it is i guess um uh i don't, I don't know uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, like, in particular, not crazy colors. Like, I could see myself potentially dying at, like, a normal color. Like, a normal, like, natural hair color, but I don't see why I would ever, like, want Go to. Go chrome uh, blonde. Mm-hmm. Mean mm-hmm. Bleach blonde? Mm-hmm. Bleach blonde. Thank you. <laughs> I, have, I have a friend who's bleach blonde, because he has, like, not, in, not in, like, entirely, he's not entirely albino, but he's, like, mostly albino. The only thing mm-hmm. he's really missing is, like, his his eyes are like a regular color, but past yeah, that, like yeah. his like almost full albinism. Jeez, that's oh, wow. that's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He takes advantage. Oh, he dyes so... his hair all the time because he doesn't have to bleach his hair ever. Oh man, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Yeah, um, makes sense, I suppose. So that that's that's what we would uh, do to our heads, according to the question. Um, all right, and let's go to the final question. So far, what is your guys' favorite memory of the podcast? <laughs> can I go first? Uh, Voltron chicken. Ooh. Oh, sorry, you can also <laughs> go first. That's all right. Uh, I'm going to say the great peanut debate. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Where we, where we argued if it's better to eat peanuts with or without the shell. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, that that was a very long argument. You can too. listen to that one. Yeah, it was. Well, we started it. We're like, we're gonna do a real quick answering of this question, and then it took <laughs> half an yeah, hour. The rest of the episode. Similar to like the last half hour of this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I think the best is still to come. Um, Way to look towards. No, but I, I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think honestly. My favorite part of this podcast was is probably like hanging out with you guys. No, no I hate you all. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, think I just, I just, I kind of, every time we've had a debate that's like become like half an episode, yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, great like, I think like personally, like my, 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 my narcissistic answer is the time that, um, Alex, Alex, uh, Compared me to Keanu Reeves in my answers. Which, like, however, you compare to Alex. That Keanu was during the thirty-six questions, right? Yeah, was, we still have to do the third mm-hmm. set of those. True, yeah. but we need to do it with a guest. Yeah, next time we get the guest on. Yeah, uh, which will be very soon because one of our donation incentives was hit oh, multiple yeah. times yeah. to get. Mm, yeah, that's very true. Um, uh, Dylan, what's your favorite? If I could be podcast, real quick. Wait, what are you saying, Alex? I was gonna say if I could be like a little a little egotistic for a minute. Like I think one of the real strengths of our podcast is that we have such range. Like we can have these like really serious discussions about like the thirty six questions or something like that, or or like the movie discussion that we had today that was like 
you know, a, 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 a real genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. And we can yeah. also have Voltron. <laughs> yeah. eat the shell. I don't know how entertaining that was to listen to, but Voltron chicken was by far the most fun <laughs> I've had talking on this podcast. Um, because it was just the mental images it produced were just <laughs> the most beautiful listening to it to edit it it, it it's it's good, it's good. <laughs> it's good oh man um i i honestly can't pick out like a single moment it was one of my favorites uh there's one time i forget what it is um but we were saying something and it went on for way too long but like that's my favorite is when a joke goes on for like way too long and just keeps getting stupider oh, and yeah. stupider. <laughs> oh, what was it with the uh, um um uh oh Larry the cable guy oh. and his relatives. Oh my god. Right. Oh my <laughs> god, just the, the, Larry the, the, the fun competition. Yeah. <laughs> oh that that that's one of my favorites, I have to say. Barry the maple guy, his Canadian brother. Yes, of course. <laughs> Let's do that entire bit again. <laughs> again. <laughs> that would be extremely entertaining for our listeners, right? There's, there's Just doing literally the same role. jokes. There's also his relative Greg. He has a computer mm-hmm. science degree. He, he he doesn't follow the family business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the black sheep. <laughs> I enjoy that the family business is just being named after your... Oh, you the favorite. blank guy. <laughs> yeah. I like to think that Larry the Cable Guy was born Larry the Cable Guy and chose not to follow his destiny and became a comedian yeah. instead. <laughs> like his parents were like, "This this boy, this boy right here is going to be a cable guy." Not and not a cable guy. The a cable guy. guy. <laughs> Hello, Mister <laughs> Cable Guy. <laughs> all right, all right. God, his driver's license must be. <laughs> so Larry the ellipses, etc., etc. <laughs> Alright. Well, I, so I think hmm? I said with that, I think we're just about done recording this podcast, right? Yeah, I, I think that's gonna bring us to the end of this episode. Oh man. Alrighty. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. I had like a, a lot of fun yeah, recording this. Episode. It's, it's yeah, this is a good time. We also just like haven't hung out with each other in a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be back in, since uh-huh. the stream. Um, this feels like like the unofficial season two of the podcast. You know what I mean? I can yeah. find like like I get that. We finally kind of hit our stride, kind of thing. Yeah. We've got to like root down. Yeah, I mean, today was like aside from entirely losing the thread of conversation at one point. Today was pretty yeah. smooth. Like I felt I think, good about today. I think losing the thread was one of the best parts. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, but it wasn't yeah, super can we, professional. Can we, can we just like rename the show "Losing Threads"? Ah, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm like ninety percent sure there's already a podcast named that. No, yes, and also uh, I really don't want to rebrand. There's uh, true. <laughs> there's like, there's there's a podcast yeah, something thread. Like, <laughs> pulling threads? No, that's an improv. No, game. no, no. It's a podcast. Uh, that they it's was like um the NPR station in Boston alongside like Reddit and they like doing like investigations on like Reddit mystery, like unsolved Reddit mysteries. Uh-huh. Hmm. And it's That's really good. I recommend it to everybody. Huh. Um, I, I think uh, with, with these last few minutes, I want to have a quick call to action. Um, if anyone is 
either an animator or knows uh, people who are animators and may be interested in a collaboration, please uh, send us a message either through our Twitter, which is at this will take an hour, no apostrophe, or our email, this will take an hour at, or at this will take a minute, or our email, this will take a minute at gmail.com. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. Also, um, it's called endless thread. Uh, oh, of course, of course. But I, I just want to have that quick call to action, real quick. Let's see. Isn't that part of the hero? Well, <laughs> yeah, full circle. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not an animator. I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> 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 My favorite line in the entire franchise. <laughs> but I was going into Toshi Station. There was a deleted scene where he went to the Toshi Station. Was there, there was, actually? Yeah, you get to see the Toshi Station a little bit. I didn't know yeah. that. The people who do Songify the News released a song that was like a songification of the entire Star Wars trilogy entitled Toshi Station. Um, the premise is just what if throughout the entire trilogy, Luke just wanted to go to Toshi Station? Like people keep asking him to do things and he keeps saying, but I was going into Toshi Station. <laughs> I, I think one of, my, one of my favorite Star Wars story. So when they were, when they were, What's your favorite Star Wars when they were filming that, um, like with a Jawa sand crawler, they were in Tunisia, filming it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were by they were by the uh, the Libyan border. Tunisia and Libya at the time did not like each other, um, <laughs> and they they had to move production because like the Libyan military like reported back this like giant like thing being built on the Libyan border. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, no. <laughs> and someone to George Lucas and go, "Hey, look! So you don't start an armed conflict? Can you move where you're shooting, like, like couple hundred miles, like to like the west?" <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That is my favorite story about the creation. <sighs> and with that, praise the talk, doc. Praise the talk. We think he does all of our music. Dylan does our editing. Uh, Dylan does our editing. And the other two are just here. We got lending their beautiful voices, their talents, their friendship. Mm-hmm. And their yeah. power converters. Lending <laughs> 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 our power converters. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And we'll see We're- you next week. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Good.